Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you are listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups. What you want, what you need, what you love. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. And to support the No Sleep Till Sudbury show on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash Brent Jensen Music. All right, this week I welcome singer-songwriter Christina Martin back to the show. Christina is one of my favorite indie artists. I love her. And her new single is called Stay With Me. Here she is. At long last, the return of Christina Martin to the show. Christina, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I mean, you know, we chatted a little bit before this. I'm stressed, but I'm happy to be alive and always grateful. <laughs> good. So, That's yeah. good. I, I am yeah. super stoked to have you back on the show. It's been a long time. I think the last time we saw each other was in 2018 during... Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, me too. Me too. What I meant to say was we hung out in that really uh, slick spot in Toronto and mm -hmm. I... I remember you made us feel so comfortable in whatever soundproof room we were hanging out in. And uh, and I missed your voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you have a great, great, great energy, great voice. Thanks, Christina. That was a lot of fun. And, yeah. Um, you were with Dale. Also, you, you, yes. and, you and Dale came in. And, um, and I, I saw you uh, live that night at uh, Hughes' room. And it was I, was I was right up front. I'll never forget. It was fantastic. Loved oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you know what? What? I don't want to, uh, you know, mess up the order of what we're going to talk about today, but I believe that show mm -hmm. was a really important show for me because a friend of mine, I, I mentioned that I was playing in Toronto and I said, hey, come on out to the show. He bought mm -hmm. a ticket and I said the venue was accessible and I didn't really understand much about accessible <laughs> features or uh, events at the time and he couldn't get into the venue because... Uh, there was no way to he's, he uses a wheelchair and there was there was no way for him he was waiting out on this on the street oh, no. uh, out front and and it really opened my eyes to i was i was mortified i was so upset you know and and kind of myself really just i had no idea and a, a few things could have been done to you know make sure that it didn't happen but yeah it was one of the things that uh, really fast-tracked like this um, journey that I'm on today, uh, mm. you know, years later, even like it took me that long to, you know, even figure out what could I do? What did I need to do? What's happening out there in the world of accessibility? That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is that I think what you are doing now is really wonderful. If you go on Christina's website, christinamartin.net, there is a page called accessibility. And on that page, we learn that you have been working with a consulting group, Christina, called Sensory Friendly Solutions to make the yeah. overall experience of being a fan of yours more accessible, inclusive, and, and just sensory friendly. So for instance, you, you ask venues for their accessibility features before you book a performance, which I think is fantastic. You, you make suggestions on how to reduce barriers for your fans. You provide email contact. So what you're doing is great. Oh, it's like um, uh, baby steps. Like I'm so at the beginning of this really, and there's so much more to learn. And what's cool about, you know, this year I was able to finally access some funding to from the province of Nova Scotia to hire Crystal Zieberger at Sensory Friendly Solutions. And I, I really encourage anyone to check out their uh, website, Crystal's website. Um, she has a background in occupational therapy. She's been an incredible mentor. And there's other 
other experts that now I'm, I'm partnered with and learning from, you know, people with lived experience uh, when it comes to, to living with a disability um, that are giving me feedback and telling me like how it should be, you know, or how it could be. And mm -hmm. it's just fascinating. But uh, I think that the thing about it is I always feel, I still feel very much like this is the beginning like even my website, I know it's, you know, one of the things on my to-do list was I wanted to have an accessibility um, page up there. My, my mentor, Crystal, recommended that. And I thought, this is a great idea. And she really helped me kind of make it, you know, personal. But my website, you know, there are barriers to uh, some people even accessing my website because it doesn't have accessibility features you know, part of my homework is to try and remedy that best I can, you know, figure out if I can make like my, my websites, um, just, and even my posts, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. It, it actually is really hard to do it all by yourself. I've discovered and it can take some time to really learn how to navigate, um, you know, finding the right resources, but there are resources out there. If you look locally, provincially, um, even federally, mm -hmm. if you want to do more, if you want to make your events or your music or your business accessible to more people, right? Which is the goal for all of us anyway. We right. want to connect with more people. Um, and when it comes to art, I mean, there are so many people out there that want to feel included, that want to have the experience of a community and attending an event or even online, you know, and but we're, um, you know, shutting a lot of the population out by not considering ways to make our events more inclusive. I think it's terrific that you're paying so much attention to this and putting the effort in. Good for you. I have a lot more to learn. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's exciting. Even we launched um, my music video for Stay With Me, the new single. And alongside it, uh, two of my uh, partners, um, Kat Germain, who audio described uh, the music video. We have a version that's audio described now. I've never had an a uh, AD video before. And she and uh, Milena uh, uh who is a, um, a member of the blind community and in Halifax and an advocate and activist uh, for the disability community, as well as Kat is as well an activist. And so they were hosting, co-hosting a Zoom listening party alongside my launch party on Crowdcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I hopped over to the Zoom meeting afterwards and answered a few questions. And it was just exciting for me to get feedback from the community, uh, the partially sighted and blind community for the audio described version of the music video. And then I received emails from people afterwards that told me that this was something that they really valued. And that was something I, I really had no idea if anybody would care. Like I, hmm. I was, you know, we were putting it out there and doing this thing, but I had a feeling it, it would be, you know, it was a really interesting exercise for me and I thought it could have a reach, but I, I really didn't have any idea. And so far the results have been um, super positive and Good. we've even got, you know, constructive criticism too for, that particular online event. So it's, it's just, I think about, you know, I mean, it's not always comfortable. Um, there's a real fear attached to like trying new things, um, and disappointing people and not getting it right. And I just decided that I had to get comfy with being uncomfortable and try things and be open 
to not getting it right uh, all the time. And that's just how you, that's just how you learn. That's so great. I, I think that's fantastic. Good for you, Christina. Um, do you want to talk about uh, Stay With Me a little bit, your new single? Sure. I mean, what do you want to know, Brent? Can I, can I tell you my perception of it? So Yeah, I, that's better. That's better. I, <laughs> I love it. it. It's it's for me, it's big. It's sophisticated. There's orchestration. It's a well-written song. Your, your voice is as powerful as ever, in my opinion. I, I think it's tremendous. Yeah, thanks. You're <laughs> I, uh, I agree. No, I, <laughs> I, I was going to say the exact same thing. No, um, <laughs> it's so hard to talk about a song, like, you know, unless there's a specific question. But I mean, I will say that I think a couple people have asked me if it was a song about like my partner leaving me or something. And I will confirm that it is not. Um, but that being said, it's healthy to have uh, rumors going around. I think it's good publicity. <laughs> so, um, uh, this song was written pre-pandemic, and that surprises some people because uh, I mentioned we wearing masks. Um, but I had actually, I didn't start the trend to wearing masks, but um, I was wearing masks on airplanes because I, you know, years before this pandemic, because I was, I really developed a, a phobia of like, you know, well, geez, getting a flu on going on tour and yeah. uh, getting sick because I had been through that. Um, pretty much every tour, you know, in the last five years, and it, it's really hard to tour when you're sick. And it's, you know, it's not like we can afford to cancel shows. So I think I wrote the song in 2018. And, and, you know, the song for me represents the sort of dichotomy of my existence where I'm, I'm, I think I'm a strong person. I think I'm optimistic. You know, I, I present really well to a lot of people. But I am, I live with, you know, anxiety, I have trauma, I, I have all kinds of things that I struggle with. And um, as my friend Matt always reminds me, you know, everyone has their thing. And, and I just, um, you know, over the years, like some years are harder than others. And, and I think this song for me is about these two characters that kind of just coexist. And, and one is is what we call in the music video, I, I call it the, the guardian, mm -hmm. um, is, is sort of singing the part of the stay with me, you know, and encouraging, it's going to be all right. I've lived this, it's fine, you know, chill out. And then the other, I call the tortured soul character in, in the video that's um, really battling, you know, some, some uh, trauma and trying to overcome. So facing, I guess, living with the fear and, and trying to move forward and, yeah, and um, I partnered up with Brendan Henry, a, a video director in Prince Edward Island, because mm -hmm. I'd seen what he could do. You know, he's a, he's a special effects wizard, um, and I saw what he could do. Uh, he, I watched a music video um, that he did for Andrew Waite on Prince Edward Island from Prince Edward Island, and I was really impressed. And and so Brendan was wonderful to work with. The idea for the video came after. You know, he'd listen to the song, he read the lyrics, he talked to me, and um, he conjured up this scenario, um, this storyline that I really liked. And then we talked through it together, and he really listened to me and, and wanted me to really be excited about it, and I was. And he was a great director, great to work with, really dream team material, and linchpin of a guy. Like, So that was a real joy, too. Like, I'm cool. songwriting for me it's become apparent now that I'm just, I'm, you know, this isn't my first rodeo. 
Um, hopefully I'll have more rodeos to come, but like, <laughs> I, I know about myself now that, you know, this journey in songwriting and music and, and performing, it's just, it's not about just about writing the song. It obviously starts there, but as soon as I start writing a song, I start, I start seeing, you know, the performance and I start kind of seeing everything in, in the form of a music video, even if that doesn't even become the music video, but I'm such a visual person. And, and then I get excited immediately about like, who can I work with on this? You know, I already kind of have my group of folks that I work with in the studio um, for the most part, but I, I mean, for this song and this album, this was the first song that I, you know, t tried my hand at writing string parts mm. and collaborating with a string player, Karen Graves, who played on my whole, the whole album. And so I didn't know if I could do that. I, but the, the pandemic, you know, allowed uh, me to set up my home studio and learn some things. And, and so I was able to write with, you know, MIDI, MIDI tracks for strings and, that was really exciting for me as well. It's just something I'd always wanted to do and, and found the right collaborator. It was just, you know, total pleasure. So talking about the single, this everything, like there's so many things about it and the accessibility side of it too. But to me, it's about these collaborations, mm -hmm. um, the team and making connections ultimately with the visuals, you know, like from the artwork to the, and the music to just getting it out there to people and it's really exciting like it's all very exciting to me yeah well the, the song's fantastic like i say i love the orchestration so thank you that completely worked out for you yeah all right all right good great <laughs> it's got brent's approval awesome <laughs> score seal of approval yay uh let's talk about your song picks now christina so, my song picks right i thought yes got it <laughs> so, th so these are five women. You said that, you know, there's a lot of admiration, there's respect, there's some pen pal activity going back and forth with, uh, with one of them. So this is pretty cool. I like what you've done here. So the first, really? yeah. Oh yeah. So, th so the first one is Patty Griffin. And uh, the song yes. is when it doesn't come easy. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm terrible about talking about, you know, why I like songs or music. Um, but I wanted to share a little, story I, I listened to patty griffin for the first time after having met her in person mm. in in austin texas at a wedding i don't know whose wedding it was but i was invited to a wedding by my first producer darwin smith mm -hmm. um as a guest and uh, i remember it was i think it was the winter or the fall down in austin and and it was sort of like a backyard picnic wedding and so I was sitting at a picnic table and next to me was this cool uh, woman and we got to talking because she was from Maine and I, was, I grew up in New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, Maine and New Brunswick, like Maine, possibly the forgotten state, New Brunswick, the forgotten province. Um, <laughs> anyway, we bonded over just this, you know, uh, being from kind of a similar region and, and she was just lovely and had a lot of fun talking to her and, at the end, uh, before the, the wedding ceremony was getting started, I just said, hey, what's your name? And then my producer elbowed me and said, put your foot in your mouth. That's Patty Griffin. And <laughs> he, <laughs> he had mentioned her before to me, but I, I hadn't, I wasn't familiar with, like, I really was only introduced to like singer songwriters when I moved to Austin, um, you know, which was that same year. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm always late to the party and 
in any case, I started listening to her music and uh, I just picked that song because it's, it's one of the many great songs of hers that I loved. And, and I did go to see her at a festival probably about a year later down in Texas. And yeah, she's phenomenal. She's just a great performer and very uh, authentic on stage, you know, mm. just uh, herself. The songs are all so serious and, you know, heart-wrenching. And yet in between songs, you know, I found this about a lot of musicians. And uh, when I was in Austin, mm -hmm. the songs were quite intense and serious um, and captivating. And and then in between, you know, the banter between songs, you got an extra side of of the of the person. Mm. Um, and so I learned a lot, you know, just from that that three and a half years that I was in Austin on the scene you know, making my way from the open mic nights to trying my own shows. But yeah. I would go out to listen to music more than I ever have in my entire life in that three and a half year period and just go hear singer-songwriters like Patty Griffin, really. Um, I saw Sean Colvin at Waterloo Records, you know, and got yeah. her autograph. and But just with an acoustic guitar and and uh, and a story and some banter. And I just really thought, this is so cool. Like, maybe I could cool. do this someday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I don't know. You know, yeah. what do you think, Brent? Should I give I, it a shot? <laughs> I think you should. I think okay. you should. You know, it, it would be um, a shame if you didn't, you know, and I could ask <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. I, I, I think that I think you should give it a shot. You, having a lot of people on the show that, you know, there's there's a handful of you. There are, you know, three. I won't name them, but there are three or four other indie artists that I really believe in. You're one of a small group. And I was just saying this earlier, I would love to take all of you and set up a festival somewhere and have you all play. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then at the end, have you all play with each other? And just because I, I, you know, I was having this conversation with somebody, I, I, I believe in you guys and it, it I, I'll do anything that I can to kind of trumpet, you know, your abilities because you light me up. I love your music. And sometimes I can't believe that you're not a lot more well-known than you are. But it's just, it's, it's, it's no fault of your own, really, right? I mean, it's just the way that it is these days. There's so much out there and there's so much stimulus and, and, and noise. I mean, it's tough to break through. Um, I'm available for that festival that you want. <laughs> I just want you to know, I, anytime somebody speaks so um, like encouragingly about my music, I cannot help it because I know that other artists feel the same way and business owners as well, like, but... I just want to ask if you want to just be my booking agent. Why can't you just do that, Brent? Like, don't you have extra hours to your day? Come on. I mean, I really think that a lot of art, there's so many great artists out there that, mm -hmm. that it's so hard to make a go at it. And, you know, I think maybe because there are so many, um, you know, in a place like Canada, there's lots of venues you can play, certainly. Mm -hmm. But, like, to really make a go at it, it's, it is, it can feel grueling yeah. and, um, it's hard to do alone. You can do a lot alone, but it's not as fun, no. <laughs> you know, and I've got, I've got some wonderful people that I work with that I've worked with for years, but mm -hmm. I like, I don't have a Canadian agent. I don't have an agent in the U S you know, there are missing pieces that really, really make a difference like my agent in germany mm -hmm. has made an incredible difference in us being able to go almost every year mm -hmm. for three months and earn revenue and make lasting fans and sell cds and really 
you know, have some wonderful experiences performing. And and these aren't like stadiums we're playing. These are small, in, you know, listening room ven- venues that you have a captivated audience um, that appreciates, you know, in their, and they don't always understand because, like, you know, we're talking about going to countries where English is not the first language. and. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people speak English, but but actually, in my experience, a lot of people don't. They just really appreciate the music and um, the experience of going out. And anyhow, yeah. So I'm ready when you are of uh, taking a, a position on my team, Brent. You just let me know, and we'll start talking about how to get rich together. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Now, in all seriousness, you have a a contact in me for you know Ontario. You know that I um, I would be I'm happy to help you you know, with anything that I can do here on the ground. So if you need uh, a conduit or anything, then you can yeah. always ask me. And and after, you know, we'll wrap this up and, and, and talk about that after if you want. I'm, I'm happy to help you with that. I would love to. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tori Amos is your next yeah. song, Baker, Baker. And I'm going to tell you before you start talking about this song, I, I hear a lot of Tori Amos in your voice, actually. You're the first person to say that. and. Really? No, you are. I get a lot of Kate Bush, but you know, Tori was a huge fan of Kate Bush. That too. Though. And I had not, I didn't know of Kate Bush's music until like recent years when people started saying, and it was mostly over in Europe, you know, making that reference. And so I am so glad to have just, you know, finally discovered again late to the party Kate Bush's music. Mm-hmm. And, um, but Tori is an artist that, you know, initially through her music videos i became enthralled with her and her songs and i just i've followed her since i was a a young girl and uh i selected the song uh baker baker i believe because it is one that when i was starting to write my own songs in austin you know at the end when i was just looking to put on a song to inspire me to start my songwriting like at the end of a work day I would just put that song on repeat and it's funny that, (laughs) but right now I'm finally learning, I'm, you know, trying to make my own version of that um, to perform because it's sort of like this, to me, the story is when you, I finally realize like the things that helped me, the artists that helped me along the way to do now what I do to, you know, to even write my first album. Like I was listening to Tori at the time and, and Sean Colvin and Patty Griffin and, Mm. and Wilco and, and the Jayhawks and, you know, they were there at that time in my life. And I still, I still go back to them sometimes. So, um, yeah, we're, I'm trying to learn that song right now to perform it. And oh. it terrifies me because I'm such a fan of it, that it terrifies me to, you know, try and perform it. But I just love, I love singing it. Oh, you'll kill it. I look forward to hearing it. Thanks, yeah. Brian. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny, the Kate Bush thing, I actually, I think I may have mentioned that to you when I saw you last, when you were in Toronto, because... Oh, perhaps. I, I, I Definitely, there's a Kate Bush thing, too. But, you know, and I, I hadn't really thought about Tori Amos, but... Tori, and, you know, and I guess Cindy Lauper would have been another one, that, hmm. and, and Madonna. I mean, I was, I mean, I like all kinds, all kinds of music, uh, but I think initially I would discover artists uh, through their music videos mm-hmm. and those those were the popular artists you know at the time when i was glued to the television and had free time yes <laughs> the good old days mm-hmm. tina turner is next simply the best well she simply is the best mm, tough lady 
Um, my father took us to see the What's Love Got to Do With It uh, movie when it first came out in, in Montreal. And I believe it was 1993. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, that night, we went to a Tina Turner concert in Montreal. Mm. I had never been to an event like that before, to, you know, a, a concert of that size. And I, I don't think I'd ever been to a concert, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I had been listening to Ike and Tina and I had, a, I believe I had a, some, you know, a, a cassette tape of Tina's, one of her albums and I memorized it all, I'm sure. And, and anyhow, so it was the first time I went to a concert and I don't know what happened to me, but I became somebody else. Like <laughs> I was, you know, I was like a young teenager and kind of embarrassed to be hanging around with my brother and my father at a concert but as soon as she came on stage and the music started, and this was probably one of the first songs that she walked onto, I jumped out out of my seat and we were up in the nosebleed section and I was up the entire concert on my feet, dancing wow. and singing. And I just forgot that I was with my parent, my, my father and my brother. And, and I walk, I remember walking away from that concert, just obsessed with this idea that I could be in a band like that. I could be maybe a backup singer or dancer, not, not in the, like in the front, not in the lead or anything, but just, it just looked like such a blast. Mm. And I don't know what else to say. Like the music just really did something magical to me. And I wanted, I wanted to experience that again. Yeah. Wow. That's a cool story. I thought it was kind of boring, but thanks. <laughs> no, well, well I, I, I always like hearing how people kind of got their start, right? There was always a spark, and that was your spark, perhaps. Oh man, there were so many, there were so many sparks, but that was a, I think that was, um, you know, probably a pretty important one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about Whitney Houston? I will always love you. Oh gosh, it's such a great song. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't listen to that song without you know tearing up i mean Mm. dolly did a great job at writing the song and i think she even has said herself that that song changed her i mean it made her a very wealthy woman Mm -hmm. uh whitney's um performance and i mean whitney was another one of the female artists that you know i feel like i was learning how to sing Mm -hmm. you know by just imitating uh, trying to imitate Whitney and and these power <laughs> ballad singers and mm. just one of the greatest singers of all time. Yeah, that song is incredible. It, it's masterclass, really. I mean, nobody can refute that. You know, it doesn't matter what musical genre you like or or, or you hate. I mean, you cannot this if this doesn't make the uh, goosebumps come up for you, then you might not be alive. Yeah, I don't, I don't even understand, you know, everything about music, anything much. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a trained musician, really. Um, it's, it's really mostly by feel for me. And you notice in this, in her vocal delivery, how she could be so powerful, but yet, you know, go so low and quiet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her control is just impeccable. The, her emotion, like she's, it's, I just always wanted to be able to, you know, to sing like that, not just sort of, not just, you know, hold a note and it all sound kind of the same and then it ends. And yeah, just to really be communicating and saying something with, 
uh, emotive and powerful. Like I, I think to make somebody feel something like, and maybe like bring someone to tears, like that's that's pretty huge. Yeah. That's pretty huge when you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Every time, consistently. Mm. Now, your last song, I do not know. It's by Sila, and it's called Hard Times Hit. Sila's my pen pal in Austin, and oh. I used to go, and she was one of the first singer-songwriters that I really looked up to in Austin. I'd go in here at the local venues around town, and and she, I just felt like, you know, she really was one of these very personal writers. I mean, I had no idea, really, and I, I, I won't claim that. You know, I won't speak to whether her songs are all about uh, her, but I mean, that's what I took. I was like, oh, wow, she's really singing from her own experience. Like, maybe I maybe I could do that, you know? Maybe I could find a way to do that. And I would go and hear her not just singing, like, not just when she was performing, like, her own songs, um, but when she was, um, she's also uh, an incredible jazz singer, and she would play with her jazz band uh, once a week. So I tried mm. to hit that up. and her. Um, her partner John Green played drums on my first record. He's a super talented musician as well. Um, to this, so Seal and I reconnected in recent years. I'd always had her on her mind, be, my mind, because you know she really was a big influence on me musically. And I discovered that she's an incredible visual artist, and she's really focusing on that right now too. And she makes lyric videos. And she, I asked her to produce a lyric video for. A recent Christmas single that I did called "Kisses for Christmas" uh, that mm. was released last year, and and she did a great job, and um, and she's my pen pal now, and I love getting her handwritten notes and um, her artwork, and it's nice to, <laughs> it's just really nice to be in touch with people that I knew, you know, that was twenty over twenty years ago now. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I hope I'm hoping she'll come visit me in Canada. She says she, she and John might come up, so that would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I hope she does. Cool. I said that because I'm going to tell her to listen to this, and then she'll hear this part, and then she'll buy a ticket, and then I'll see her next week. See, that'll be the catalyst. That that'll be the tipping point. That's right. Won't it, Sila? Um, and Sila, uh, if you're listening, I have performed your song. Uh, from time to time live uh, because I love singing it too. It's just, there's something about the lyrics and that I, I suppose, can, you know, I, I can relate to, but I just love singing it. I think it's a great song. That's cool. Well, I hope she does come up. Yeah, me too. So that is the end of your song list, my friend. It has been a pleasure once again speaking with you. I'm so glad you took the time to do this with me. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, I really appreciate you listening and, you know, chatting, catching up. It's great. Yeah. I I read your book too, by the way. You did? Which one? No. Oh, man, you have another one? I don't know. <laughs> I, the one where you went on the road trip with all the, and you played all the songs with your friend. Oh, uh, all my favorite people are broken. Yeah, like it's been a while. I, I don't remember. And I, my memory is horrible, but <laughs> I did I did read it and enjoyed it. Uh, That's awesome. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, there are two others. That, that's okay, the, well, that's, that's the third one. Listen, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Who really does? For you. Who does? No, I will. I'll put it on my reading list. All right. Play your cards right. You might get some copies in the in the post. 
Oh my goodness. How about that? Okay, this is sounding fun. I'll be your pen pal. Okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> how how does uh, these days how do pen pals work? Do, can we use computers or do we have to actually write no. letters? Um you're supposed to handwrite the letter. Um it's better for your heart and your brain. But wow. I do take shortcuts sometimes. Um I will admit. Uh because the most important thing is that you get it out in the mail, so mm. You know, I don't like to make people wait too long. Oh, it's actually um, like a mailed letter then, really. I was kind of joking, but this is a real thing. Like it, like pen pal means <laughs> letters through the mail. Yeah, it costs money and, you know, still it's mar- remarkably cheap considering the distance that, you know, for sending a letter to Europe. People complain about like a stamp being $3, but, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it costs a lot more to fly over to the Netherlands or down to Austin to deliver it cool. yourself so <laughs> yeah. three three boxes yeah it's so fun getting stuff in the mail i mean it is you should tr- you should try it unless it's a, unless it's a bill that's not very fun well we all get those online now don't we mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so stay on the line with me and okay. uh we're at the shop folks the single is stay with me christina martin go out wherever you get your music from go out expose yourself to this you will not be disappointed and if you are then you can throw rocks at me through social media be my guest this has been no sleep till suffering with brent jensen and my very special guest christina martin until next time folks take good care Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. 